Good evening, guys. My name is Mike George Alice. I'm the North American Sales Manager here at TMC. And we're at M&M 2023, talking about our newest product, Stasis 4 Active Piezoelectric Vibration Control with patented FloorSense technology. The presentation tonight is gonna to be structured in sort of two parts. We're gonna begin talking about a brief introduction to vibration control. So just the basics of floor vibration, how it's controlled, a little bit about how we characterize it, and we'll get a little bit of a foundation about uh, of vibration control, things like transfer functions and system architectures. So we could, then we can have a conversation about what's next in vibration control. In the second half of our talk, we're gonna switch and be speaking about the latest and greatest in vibration control, which we've recently launched, our Stasis 4 with Floor, Floor Sense product. And when we talk about floor vibration, we're talking about, well, this is an environmental phenomenon. It's things, it is energy that is being introduced into a building or into a facility due to mechanical vibration from typically massive objects. You might have a subway going uh, underneath a building causing the building to vibrate. You might have people walking around in the building causing the floor to shake. You could have an elevator going up and down causing resonances and exciting structural resonances. You can even have a building shaking and swaying in the wind and all of these things are introducing energy which is then going to go into your instrument and cause the image to possibly shake or whatever probe or anything that you're trying to do, it's going to result in relative motion that's going to cause uh, uh, some detriment to your experiment or, or microscopy application. And when you look at how that's affected, we think about a scanning electron microscope, which is a really good example. And before, I mentioned relative motion. And when we're talking about relative motion, you have really two points that you're considering. You're considering the source of your electron beam and the sample. And when you have a vibrating column through which the electron beam is traveling, the relative motion between that source and that sample manifests itself in something that looks like this, waves in your image. And here we're looking at a typical sample of some sputtered gold particles on a scanning electron microscope. This is the resolution here is at the, micro, at the picometer resolution, so roughly nanometers uh, in the 400 range. And we have a train going by. So this application, we had, a, we had a, 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 an upper floor in a building, and there were trains going by exciting, uh, exciting resonances in the building. During those moments, you had these waves in the image. After they installed this instrument on a vibration cancellation system, a piezo-based active feedback vibration cancellation system, those waves were removed and they got much higher, much better resolution of the images. And we're looking at a facility and you're saying, well, I'm bringing in a microscope and I'm trying to figure out whether or not my facility is suitable for the type of work that I'm trying to do on my microscope. A common way to think about vibration levels in the facility is something called the vibration criterion curves, or for short, the VC curves. And these, were, these came out in 19, in the, in, in, sometime in the 80s by a consultant named Colin Gordon Associates. And what they tried to do was take common applications and group them by sensitivity so that you can sort of have a guideline to estimate the vibration level that's acceptable for different types of things that you're trying to do. And they go from the most coarse type work and the highest vibration uh, allowable, like in a workshop, in an office, in a residence, down to 
the very least vi vibration tolerable, where you start to go into the VC curves and they name them with letters like VCD, VCE, VCF, and VCG. Modern day SEMs and TEMs are now in these very, very low vibration levels, we call them at the high end of the vibration sensitivity spectrum. And so how do we resolve vibration issues? And there's been sort of a march along time of different types of solutions to mitigate vibration. And the industry and science in scientists in general first started using passive isolators to mitigate vibration. And a passive isolator is a fairly simple mass spring damper type system. One dimensional free body diagram, you have a mass supported by some elastomer or sealed air chamber or some side of air, air, air isolation uh, system that's then damped. And what we're trying to achieve in all isolation is a transfer function. And what a transfer function is, is a ratio of input to output. You have your floor vibration and energy coming in from your floor and your transfer function is going to tell you, well, how much of that floor vibration is being reduced and what do you sense at the top of the vibration isolation system? So we have this ratio of a transfer function which is expressed typically uh, in terms of frequency. So we have a transmissibility curve. And vibration isolation systems have, uh, when you're looking at trans a transmissibility curve, you're thinking about, well, where is that system amplifying and where is that system isolating? So when you're reading a chart like this, which is in frequency domain, you have unity. And the simplest way to think about it is that any part of the graph that's above unity is your resonance and that's where you're amplifying. And any, any part of the graph that's below resonance is, 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 um, is isolating. And a, typical, and a typical isolation curve or a transfer, transfer function for something like a pneumatic isolation system will show a resonant peak around one or two hertz. So about 10 times amplification at that frequency. And then, a and then a quick roll off. So once you get into the five, six, seven hertz range, you're at roughly 90% isolation. That's 10 times reduction of input. And then even more roll off at higher frequencies. And the key takeaway is passive isolators are very ubiquitous. And almost all of the instruments that we're discussing today, like scanning electron microscopes, transmission electron microscopes, NMRs, already have passive isolation built into them as a first stage of isolation. So as tools gotten more and more sensitive, we started to look at more vibration cancellation, which is where you start thinking about active isolation systems. And when you wanna talk about an active isolation system, there's really three components that are required. Some sort of inertial sensor, so it's gonna be a geophone or accelerometer. Some sort of feedback control loop, so you're gonna have a signal and you're gonna process it. And some sort of force actuator, that, that signal is then going to go into an actuator and then that actuator is going to either provide a corrective displacement or a corrective force. There's a lot of different ways that you could take these components and build them into different types of systems. There's a couple different architectures that we've seen uh, over the years. A parallel type system architecture, which we like to see in uh, situations where you've got an instrument that has a lot of known onboard noise. It's generating its own noise, and that noise can be canceled out by parallel systems very effectively. And then serial type active systems, which is what we're gonna focus on today, which are more well-designed for floor vibration cancellation. They look only at the floor, and what's going on at the instrument is uh, not a concern to the system. And with the serial type, as we'll discuss a little later, you can achieve extremely aggressive levels of low frequency vibration control. And here's the kind of transfer function that we can see from a serial type system. 
And the interesting thing about it is there's no resonant frequency. At, uh, above unity, we don't see any amplification. Especially at low frequencies, around two hertz, we're providing isolation with a serial type system. That's important to remember because most of the instruments that we're isolating with a serial type piezo system that's providing this high level of low frequency isolation have sensitivities at those low frequencies. And as technology and research tools and research methods have advanced to become more vibration sensitive, we've done the same with our active cancellation systems. 1997 was our first generation of stasis where it was uh, the very beginning of the piezoelectric active feedback cancellation. And over the years, we've gone digital, we've made it have higher levels of vibration control, we've introduced new monitoring features and all sorts of interfaces to bring it to where it is today, where we've finally created and we've, we've developed a step function in the level of vibration isolation that's achievable using these types of systems, using some new technologies. So stasis for floor sense, what, do you ex what, what can you see? Well, in the, earlier, um, in the earlier charts, I was showing roughly 10x isolation from our previous generation. We've, uh, we've been able to get that now to up to 100x isolation in some cases, critical two hertz level. And we're also seeing even lower and lower frequency bandwidth. So before um, we were a little bit limited at about a half hertz, now we're sensing down to 0.2 hertz. So we're providing a wider bandwidth of higher levels of isolation. And why we're doing this is so we can address some of the most critical applications in semiconductor, life science, and photonics, where even our best products might not be able to provide the vibrational isolation required for to operate some of these sensitive instru instruments and address some of these applications. So what's the same? We've kept the same form factor, we've kept the same serial piezo-based architecture, and the idea is if you have a previous generation stasis system and you need to upgrade it to a, a next generation stasis 4 with FloorSense, it's a very easy switch out of move the isolator out of the platform and put the new isolator into the platform, and it's a very easy plug and play, uh, high level of increase in vibration isolation. One of the things that we've introduced that's allowed us to achieve this high level of isolation is our patent pending, or now actually patented, floor sense technology, which uses feed forward algorithms in addition to feedback to really sense the floor and have our system react to it before it even enters the feedback control system. This allows us to achieve a, a much better vibration isolation. This is a brief free body diagram of the serial type architecture that's a comparison from the old version to the new version, where you can see we have the feedback control, uh, including a sensor, as I had mentioned before, a piezoelectric actuator mentioned before, and of course that control loop. It's a single feedback control loop system in the old generation. In the new generation, we still have a feedback control loop, but the feed forward involves a sensing system on the floor, which then allows us to gain more bandwidth and gain more vibration isolation control. And the difference is clear. What I'm showing here are a couple transfer function curves of the Stasis 3 system versus the Stasis 4 floor sense. This is a vertical transmissibility curve, and it's the same curve that we saw before. At about, um, one, at about two hertz, we've got that 10 times isolation, 20 dB. But when you compare that vertical transfer function to the red curve, which is the new system, 
you can see that we're reaching roughly almost 60 dB in isolation. That's 1,000 times reduction. So we went from 10 times reduction to potential 1,000 times reduction at, um, at uh, two hertz. Horizontally, we have a similar story. We went from 10 times reduction to 100 times reduction at two hertz. So we've really been able to create systems that now can almost completely eliminate low frequency vibration. So in conclusion, we've got higher reduction, higher resolution instruments and tighter tolerances and more sensitive instruments over time drives the need for more and more vibration control. We also see environments getting worse and worse. Labs are running out of space, universities are running out of space, and they're putting instruments in places probably that were never designed for some of the uh, applications that we're seeing these days. Different vibration isolations have different purposes. So we spoke briefly about parallel systems, and we spoke briefly about um, spoke a lot about serial systems. And it's important to remember that if you're thinking about floor vibration control, you really got to be looking at serial type systems because those give you the bandwidth and the low frequency sensitivity necessary to really achieve that, the isolation that you need. And of course, Stasis 4 with floor sense is the newest and best performing commercially available isolation system, especially at low frequencies. So again, we're TMC and we pride ourselves on having a history of providing the most interesting and, uh, the most and, and meeting the most challenging vibration cancellations. So we like to work with customers who have challenging problems, who need a little bit of extra and um, we work with you to partner and become that vibration control provider uh, that you need.